pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. An education in the absurd. Tulio and Moran on Radio 951. I always loved this song when uh, as a kid because I loved um, NFL Films music and I always thought this could have been a good kind of um, theme song for something. Just the beginning, right? Of course, Barracuda, one of the first really big hits uh, of hard, first of many, many big hits. Welcome back. This is Tatulio Moran, Radio 95.1. Billy is on vacation. He's back with us on Monday. I am Tools alongside um, Dale Big Shot Buddha, Big 107.3. You like when I call you Big Shot, right? Or Big Stuff Buddha? Uh, one of my Mr. Big Stuff. Yeah, that's a great song from, I believe, the early 70s. I don't know who sang it, but that was a big song. Mr. Big Stuff. It was Gene Knight. What year, 71? It was. If I get this right, uh, we win the first quarter against Michigan. It was released in May of 71. Son of a... Okay, we're up 7 nothing. Speaking of college football, Danny Wesley in about 20 minutes. To preview a monster, monster weekend. Before we get to three things you must know, Dale's going to update you. There's a big update on the Cavallaro calendar. Yes, on the Cavallaro calendar, the New York Yankees have been postponed to tomorrow. Uh, Because of the rain, no game tonight. They're going to play at 107 tomorrow and then head right to uh, Cleveland. So no off days at all. So there'll be no off day. So Friday's game, you can hear it. If you don't want to listen to uh, Big Shot Buddha or John DeTulio over on Big 107.3. Oh, I love that station. You can check uh, John Sterling there. And, of course, on the weekends, Yankees are right here on well, Radio 9. we were just talking. This is you know, why Major League Baseball had an off day in the American League. Makes no sense. And if you're a Yankees fan, I find games are more intimidating. The crowd is, has more of an impact, I think, at night yeah. than during a 107 game on a Friday when kids are at school. I'm sorry. I think it benefits Cleveland that they're playing at 107. And then the Yankees' bullpen's already a mess. I, I, I think this gives the, the Guardians the advantage. They've got a better bullpen than the, uh, than the Yankees. Absolutely. This benefits Cleveland. Okay. They can't hit, but I think this benefits Cleveland. First yeah, of all, no, playing in the afternoon. No issues in Houston. So Houston, Seattle still yeah. scheduled for 337. So uh, you don't have to worry about watching the Yankees tonight. You can just uh, watch the Sabres. Yeah, watch the Sabres tonight. And uh, uh, Seattle and Houston, they still scheduled it for 337. It's too bad they didn't move that game. Or can they move it to prime time? I don't think so. No, that's too bad. Too late. Uh, The Yankees this year, 32-18 and in day games. 33-18. and 32 and 18. 32. What were they at night? They were 67 and 45. So I think slightly better in day games. Slightly better. How about day games at Yankee Stadium? Does it say that? I don't have that specific. Okay, I'm just curious. All right, so they actually play better during the day. I stand corrected. But But the crowd. Yeah. 
You can't you can't tell me that crowd did not. I thought they played a huge factor. Gary Cole said as much. Okay. All right. All right. What's the lead, Dale? Well, well, here we go. That tone tells me it's negative. It's not always negative. I don't think you've ever led with an uplifting story in five years you've been on the show. Um, who came up? By, by the way, who came up with three things? Was that you? No, nah, it was Willie. Billy came up with that? Yeah, he probably stole it from someone. <laughs> I know what he's saying. How do you know he stole it? That's a He's strong... been accused before, John. Oh, he stole one joke that he accredited to someone. I, I continue. All right. So uh, the big news down uh, near Wee's in Fort Lauderdale, oh, life Lord. in prison without parole is the verdict for the Parkland, Florida school shooter Nicholas Cruz in uh, coming as a yeah. shock to many including legal analyst Mark Earglash, who says uh, he calls this a colossal win for the defense against all odds. Like most people, I'm stunned at the outcome. I thought for sure these jurors would find that the aggravating factors, meaning the reasons for death, outweighed the mitigating circumstances, meaning the reasons why he should live. He says the bottom line is this is truly an individual decision, and it only took one juror to find that Cruz should spend the rest of his life in prison yeah. instead of being killed, which is what happened. With the death penalty, yeah. He's, he's not sure um, that the state could have prosecuted the case any differently to get a different outcome. I've waffled on... They've been pushing the, for the death penalty, Yeah, correct? they Yeah, the prosecution wanted the death penalty. I've waffled on that before. I In my head, I, there has to be such strict or such like an, a crazy amount of evidence that right. you are the person that actually committed the crime in order for me to be comfortable with putting someone to death this is one of those cases there's no ambiguity okay. about who committed this act we know exactly who did it um it's not a question Ooh. because we've had there have been more than a handful of cases in this country where wrong people oh, have been put people. to death yes or we're saying that this kid had did, did he I haven't followed the case. Were they claiming mental issues, disturbed? I, honestly, I where, I kind of put it aside too because I, I yeah I don't want to think about that. I didn't want to think about it. Um, I I don't think there was anything crazy that well, well this is the reason he did it. I I don't think that was a factor in this. But I I'm a little bit surprised. But I know it's and, is it is it worse for him that he has to live the rest of his days behind bars? Many will feel that that's worse. Yeah. But it seems like now you live, like Scott Peterson's been on death row for how long? Since 04, 05? Yeah, it has to be at least. I mean, back in the day, years, right? people would be convicted and then they were executed within what? Weeks, if not months, Dale? Very soon after. Right. Usually, usually within a year. And that's when they either did, uh, they still did hangings, but you were electrocuted. 2005, Peterson was sentenced to death okay. by Lethal and Jackson, and, so, he, and he's still sitting there. So I don't know when he plans on being executed. He probably doesn't know. Will they keep appealing? There's an uh, there's hearings for another trial coming soon. For what? What evidence um, says he didn't do it? How did they tamper with the evidence? The was this the San Diego police? Is that where they lived? I thought. According to the appeal, the Cal and this got went all the way to the California yeah. Supreme Court. Uh, they ruled that the jury didn't receive proper screening for opinions on capital punishment when convicting Peterson. Oh. God, so it's, it's a prosecutorial issue, not a not an evidence okay. issue. Well, they'll find any snafu. That's what, that's what the game that's is, right? That's what they're paid for. That's he, what the, and, that's, and that's part of the reason also why I'm not a huge fan of the death penalty, because it becomes so expensive it does. to retry and to keep doing this stuff. The amount of taxpayer dollars that have to go into that, it, it's actually, people have done the studies, it's cheaper to feed someone for 60 years yes. than it is to I wonder who's the longest appeals. person who's been on death row. Like, what's the longest anyone has ever spent? 
my, 25, 30, 40 years. My great, great yeah. grandfather but he was, was on death row. He was, but he was wrongly accused, right? Of yes, killing someone? wrongfully accused. When he stabbed someone, they said? No, they said he, he shot and killed his uh, his boss and his bosses. Like, he had a, a lady living in the house. That's Buddha. If anyone's going to shoot up a boss. It was my German ancestors, <laughs> yeah. not, the, not the Polish. <laughs> wow. They, so how was he wrongly accused? Because he was the only guy working on the farm. And it ended up, it ended up being some drifters that were going through the area. This happened in Orleans County. Well, who was the... Uh, who was Inspector Clouseau who figured this out? It was actually there was actually a a, a female lawyer oh. who championed his case, and it was one of the early cases of using Wait a gun gun like bullet oh. uh, fragments. How and long was this in the twenties? This was right after uh, World War One. Like oh, the, yeah, this is now this is the problem. So he's a German. A son of German immigrants oh. who did not speak English well at German all. Immigrant. Who do we and, defeat in World War One? And the farmer that he worked for gets murdered like weeks after the sinking of the Lusitania. So there was oh. a little anti-German sentiment going on at so the time. Wait a minute. So he's convicted. Is he sentenced to death by execution? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was in Sing Sing. And, and back then, they executed quickly. Mm-hmm. I wonder how long... Soon after he's in behind bars waiting to get electrocuted. Well, he was, he was like multiple times he was in the week of, like, hey, your time's up. And then oh the, my God. Know, the governor stepped in and things like that. If you want to check it out, uh, his name's Charles Stilo. Wait, Charles and, uh, and someone uh, wrote a book about it, Colin Evans, called Slaughter on a Snowy Morn. Is this on your father or mother's side? This is my, my mother's great grandfather. So Char- Charles Stilo? Stilo. I- I'd still exist because my great grandmother was born. When no. he went on on trial, I got this. I find this fascinating. I can let you borrow it. I've got it in my house. You, I would love to see it, Charles Stilo. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Wow. All right. That's enough for uh, the murder side of things. Uh, we do have uh, an incident, John. You used to frequent the uh, Monroe Ave bar scene back in the day. Uh, back in the day, I went to Acme Pizza. It was on Monroe. Jeremiah's is there. Debbie and I. We met after we first started going out. We met at Woody's. And this uh, is like uh, I known her a week. We met out at Woody's after I got off work. Yeah, I used to love Oxford's. I think was on Monroe, right? I'm not trying to victim blame here. Yeah, but I will say that you you could probably make a better decision and not end up in the hospital. Rochester police have made no arrests in connection with an attempted robbery and a large fight that left a Henrietta man with stab wounds. Ooh, it happened shortly before 2 a.m. on Monroe Avenue, east of Goodman. By the time police arrived, the fight was over. And the victim was too drunk to explain oh. what happened. He was treated <laughs> for his I stab laugh? wounds at Strong. Now, why do I laugh? Don't get that drunk. You can't. If you can't talk to cops and explain to you how you ended up with multiple stab wounds, if you can't explain to them, you probably got too drunk. It's very good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. hammered. Well, I'd love to know the, uh, the BAC here. I, I don't know. Okay. We'll, we'll never get that number. But All right. Now, yeah. the, uh, the ongoing saga, the soap opera of the police accountability now, you're, board you're you're going to be sympathetic to the b to the pac now new in, new information has come in okay. and i'm if what is been uh, being alleged here is correct okay. yeah then i'm going to side with the employees you're going to side with the pac the the employees they want their boss fired yes Okay. Now, the acting manager of Rochester's Police Accountability Board, Dwayne Basco, wants the Attorney General's Office to investigate interference 
he says is being caused by the former executive director, oh. Connor Dwyer Reynolds. Okay, here we go. This is almost like a Game of Thrones situation. Yeah, it is. You're right. Connor Dwyer Reynolds got knocked off the throne, and now they're saying he's still working behind the scenes to get his crown back. Okay. Uh, now, Dwyer Reynolds responded and said that um, he, he ridiculed Basco in a statement and is calling for the PAB's board to listen to its staff members. All this Whoa. after okay. more than half of the staff called for Basco to be fired. So a letter following the firings last week, um, or uh, a letter came out following the firing of two PAB Red. officials last yep. week. And, uh, of course, our friends in the TV news went out and talked to important oh, people for their opinions it? on this. And Mayor Malik Evans said, that's not my problem. I want to make sure that taxpayer money is being used wisely, um, which is the only role I really have in any yeah. of these conversations related to the Police Accountability Board. And I look forward to um, hearing from City Council on the next steps that they will be taking um, in order to ensure that uh, the Police Accountability Board functions and functions well. Yeah, it's not his pro- It's council's problem. Yes. That's well said by Malik. And City Council Vice President Willie Lightfoot says the council is, in fact, watching the PAB situation closely. The thing that's made this so problematic is they want City Council to be hands-off. But so then, but the people are holding up. We got elected, not the people on the board. They were appointed. Well said. Willie. Now, the PAB again. <laughs> Great take. The employees, or at least half of them, are calling for a freeze on firings in the reinstatement of staffers fired by Basco. Now. On the firing of one of those people, yeah. the, the former chief of policy and oversight at the PAB says he lost his job four days after four days he reported Basco was drunk at a staff meeting. Stop. So he reports he's drunk and they go, oh, by the way, then, so then Basco goes, you're out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basco, <laughs> Basco fired Mike Higgins last Friday. City Council did meet yesterday behind closed doors to discuss personnel issues at the PAB. 13 Wham reports Higgins sent the council a letter stating his allegation about Basco was not investigated. The council president, Miguel Melendez, says the council will not comment on personnel matters either. Uh, so that's that's okay. where it sits. These people were appointed by whom? The former mayor? So there was... Who, uh, who appointed these individuals? After the referendum... In 2017? Maybe 2019. Okay. And then the mayor pushed it forward with money in her proposed budget before she went out the door. Yes, okay. Former Mayor Lovely Warren. They, at that point, appointed a voluntary board. The mayor, I think, was allowed to appoint four people. City council was able to appoint, like, another five people. Okay. And then there was a separate entity... And I forget the exact name, but it was made up of, you know, some pastors and some community members who were already, had already formed some sort of police accountability okay. group. And so that group was able to appoint some people to the board. So uh. these are unpaid people. <laughs> yeah. These are all volunteers, volunteers on this board. Okay. Then that board was in charge of hiring for the actual police accountability I see board. Okay. All right. So it's like two Oy. steps. But yeah. I but mean, I, I'm not a genius. But well, I'm pretty, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that if if someone accu- if you're the boss and someone accuses you of maybe being drunk in a meeting, firing them of four days later is not a good look. It's terrible. It's the worst look. It's the worst look. Yeah, not not a smart move. Not I'm a smart a move. So <laughs> I'm right. sure we'll have another story tomorrow uh, updating us on all that. Now to the kicker. Jeez. Yeah, I'll kicker can't wait. Uh, Bru- Love kickers. Bruce Willis announced his retirement from acting. Uh, because of health issues, yeah, he has. It's not dementia, right? But he no, has but it, it's something in that same category. Okay, but good actor, Die Hard, one of my all-time favorite movies. We're not done seeing new stuff from him because there was a lot of stuff in the hopper 
before he announced his uh, official retirement. So there's at least three movies coming out. Oh, really? One of them is Detective Knight. It's a it's a trilogy. Oh god. Where he plays New York Detective James Knight. He's become a paycheck actor, right? At uh, the end. Well, a million percent. Yeah, now uh, I'm I'm going to play a trailer for uh, you. Bruce Willis is teaming up with one of his old buddies in a new movie called Paradise City. The trailer came out yesterday. Good tune. Lots of guns. Yeah, of course. My name is Ian Swan. This man is my prisoner. All right, he's taking on five guys with guns <laughs> with just an M4. Oh, my. You're Ian Swan, sir. Another bounty hunter? Yeah. Your dad and I used to work together. He made a lot of enemies. He's tracking a real whale of the bounty. There he is. Wait, is that Travolta? Travolta. Stop. Oh, my God. It's re- It's back in 1994. Mm-hmm. Holy So cow. Ryan Swan must carve his way through the Hawaiian yeah. crime world to wreak vengeance on the kingpin who murdered his father. What's Travolta doing this movie? Oh, he's also for? a paycheck actor, John. What happened to him? Stephen Dorff. He couldn't make a bad movie forever. It seemed like Travolta. Once he did, um, oh God, what's the movie? He just with, with Willis. I just, I just said it, and then I forgot. Pulp Fiction. Paul, after he did Pulp Fiction, he went on a run. Mm-hmm. He had a great run. Couldn't do a bad movie. Well, what is he doing this for? Well, I, you're saying because you you watched The Punisher. I, I actually like which the is Punisher. a it's a great crappy it is. action movie. I, I told it. Thomas Jane is great, but. He, the character he plays, the it's, crime lord, it's so bad. He's so bad in it. It's embarrassing. But that's, I, I don't know if it started with that, but since then, it seems like he just keeps taking yeah. on these, these awful roles. Why did he do, you, John Travolta should not do The Punisher. I know why Thomas Jane did The Punisher. Yeah. I don't figure, I can't figure out why John Travolta, <laughs> who uh, is a big name, he's royalty in Hollywood, at least he was. Yeah. That's terrible. All right. But that's coming out, and Bruce has like four more movies coming out. Uh, so you can catch those as they are released. I'm assuming that most of these will be streaming. Uh, I, I don't know. He's he's had a lot of good movies, but I, Die Hard is a movie where you stop what you're doing. Correct me if I'm wrong. You do. You have to. All right, we got to take a quick break. Uh, Dan Wesley will be here. We preview a big weekend of college football. I want to lose. Uh, you, if you text me if you're going to Syracuse, NC State, that's one of the biggest games they've had on campus. In a long, long time. 45,000 tickets have been sold. They're very close to a sellout. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.